Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. Mm -hmm. I am Alan, joined by Brent. Glad to be back. And Ski. Hello, friends. And today we're going to be going over Season 3, Episode 16, Grab That Dough. We're doing our uh, normal format today with Ski doing our recap, us giving our MVPs of the episode, favorite lines, and of course our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we work towards the mm -hmm. ultimate decision of what the greatest episode is. So with that, go ahead and turn it over to you, Ski, to start our recap. Very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Uh, the original air date of episode 16 was January 3rd, 23rd, uh, 1988, uh, written by Winifred Hervey Stallworth. And, of course, directed by Terry Hughes. Was she a Stallworth previously? She definitely wasn't at the beginning. Yeah, uh -huh. she, I think that name was added somewhere. Like I want to say season two is the first time I saw it. I wonder Could if Winifred is still Harvey Stallworth or, you know, those Hollywood marriages don't always last long. Yeah, I don't know. She seems to have a good head on her shoulders, though. So. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of evidence <laughs> <laughs> to support that. <laughs> but... Uh, so we open in the kitchen. We see Blanche, Rose, and Dorothy are in there preparing uh, dinner. Sophia comes in, and Dorothy asks, you know, if she'd like to join him for for the meal. Sophia though tells the girls that uh, she has something in her quote old lady purse that'll make them scream, holler, and jump for joy. Mm -hmm. Smiling, uh, Blanche uh, asks if the batteries are included. Yeah, that was an early line I enjoyed. <laughs> Maybe my favorite Blanche line of the episode. <laughs> it's really good. I like the fact that um, you know. They cut to both Dorothy and Rose, like giving her the look. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, see, I think Sophia would honestly be fine with it. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I, she's more progressive. I feel like a lot of times, at least mm -hmm. as far as the sexuality goes, yeah, yeah. than the other two. As long as you're not having premarital sex, mm -hmm. <laughs> then that's when that's where she draws the line, right? Wasn't yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things that. Like, I think if she would have commented, she would have commented about, you know, I, I wish in Sicily we'd had ones that took batteries. All we had was an old donkey hoof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like a crank action, exactly. like on the old time cars. Exactly. <laughs> fill, fill her up with some diesel. and yeah. Exactly. That's the old country for you. <laughs> exactly, old world. Uh, Sophia tells them that uh, she has acquired tickets, though, for all of them to appear on the game show Grab that dough. Mm -hmm. uh, Dorothy first uh, acts like she's really not interested in some dumb game show, uh, but then immediately they're all instantly on board and excited. Rose even talks about how cute the uh, she thinks the coast or the the host guy Corbin is, uh, comparing him to several other hosts, all wrapped into one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the hosts she named were all people that are still very recognizable names today. Yeah. I feel like it was like Wink Martindale and Bob uh, Eubanks. I mm -hmm. think it was one of them. Yeah, I mean, granted, I think all these guys are past their game show hosting days. I think but they Chuck Woldery is the only one who's still alive. Yeah, and I think he did a game show not super long ago. Yeah, uh, something on Fox. He was after he tried to kill himself. Mm -hmm. Well, you gotta have a comeback, right? Yeah, you can go away. <laughs> <laughs> so you you rue the fact that he wasn't successful? Exactly. <laughs> A little anti woolery there. Exactly. Although, he is name-checked in my all-time favorite Beastie Boy lyric. Oh, really? Yeah. Which uh, you may have mentioned on this show before, but let's hear it now. Um, Tom Thumb, Tom Rush, and Tom Foolery. I meet my women on TV with the help of Chuck Woolery. Oh, okay. I do think you mentioned that yeah, one I before. I want to say so, too. But yeah. It is a fantastic line. It really is. 
Took you a minute though. It felt like your brain wasn't quite firing on all cylinders yeah. as you were digging it out. <laughs> this, this is earlier than we're used to. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Anyway, not sauced. So. <laughs> is that normally when your Beastie Boys knowledge is at its peak? Exactly. <laughs> Lubes up the old brain. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we quickly learned that uh, they are meant to appear on the show tomorrow, though, mm-hmm. in Hollywood, California. Right. Which is a long way from Miami. Yeah, like across the country. Uh, when Sophia had apparently made the ticket request, she had used her old address from Sicily. And, of course, the mail took months to finally find her and arrive at her new home. Did they go to Los Angeles previously? I don't think that they had an episode in Los Angeles, but I know that there was the whole thing of potentially uh, Sophia moving out to Los gotcha. Angeles or at least California. I can't remember if it was specifically Los Angeles or not, but to move gotcha. in with her other daughter, her more successful. Her less manly daughter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one she doesn't... Uh, insult constantly right well you gotta have at least one that you give it give it easy to um so she gave all the shitty comments to dorothy i'd assume and phil oh yeah phil that's yeah, true he gets that's plenty. true he, he, i think he even gets called out in this one doesn't he yeah i think so um so we were told that you know sophia's home in sicily though was under a bridge which somehow symbolizes that they were wealthy yeah that most people didn't have a bridge to live under <laughs> yeah i think they've talked before about how she was poor though which seems yeah, like well, another inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think when Sophia is talking about the old country, there's no there's levels of wealth. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, I was just gonna say I don't think there's any hope of consistency. <laughs> so I think they're mostly fables. Fine point. Fine <laughs> so. point indeed. It's as factually accurate as uh, you know, Balky's remembrance as a Mepos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> or Mark's remembrance of Orc. <laughs> exactly. Or the Conehead's memories of Romulac. <laughs> that's a deep dive. I did not remember the name of that place. Yeah. Well, like I said before, that I think Brent has an almost eidetic memory. Uh, don't you know? <laughs> they come from France. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, the girls are upset that they won't have time to get across the entire country. Uh, to be on the show but then Sophia insists you know we definitely can and also adds that you know there's money involved here uh, Blanche agrees and suggests that uh, they take a late flight and uh, they would have enough time to rest and still be ready for grab that dough they all yell while making grabbing motions in the air you know for a, for a group of people that seem to be strapped for cash <laughs> a lot of times they do some very uh, on the cuff things like, like just well, yeah, and you would think, I don't That's know. It's a pricey ticket. <laughs> I would have to think. Now, granted, maybe you get on standby or something, and you're just mm-hmm. counting on, like, okay, well, they have these cheap flights that they do, mm-hmm. and maybe that would be the case, especially back in the 80s. That may have been a more common occurrence where they would, you know, fly an almost empty plane back just to reposition it for the next day yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But under circumstances, at least today in a more uh, pricey and efficiently run mm-hmm. in some ways efficient as far as their cost mark you know yeah, their yeah. profit well, i don't know how go. much they're planning to make on the show well i know yeah but but like to, to even just recoup the cost of the tickets yeah see. yeah i agree it definitely wouldn't be enough even at the top end to well i guess we can get down to that later yeah, on we'll in the episode the, but uh, the, the nitty-gritty it but. seems like it'd be tough to come out ahead for sure yeah. <laughs> But you know, I could uh, I could justify it though. Even if it's like okay, realistically, you're not going to really come out ahead money wise, but you get to be on TV on one of your favorite yeah, yeah, game yeah. shows. It's an experience that would sure. be worth it, even if you if you broke even, it'd be worth it for sure. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know to jump ahead. You know, when they've got the three prize windows, mm-hmm. one of them was fifteen grand and the other was twenty five grand. Yeah, but they would all be awkward as far as their uh, you know the makeup of their team. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So. Actually, the least awkward would be, well, we'll get to it later, but the least yeah. awkward would probably be the one they ended up with. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can split <laughs> that four ways. Yeah, pretty easily. <laughs> so. so do you think, I don't know, 
guess we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't spoil the ending here. We still have a you know eighty percent of an episode to go through. Very exciting, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I also, I think the listeners have seen the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure many have, and probably many have at some point, uh, but maybe haven't watched it all recently. So we're jogging their memory now. Um, These people aren't doing the homework. You know. There's no homework with the uh, Sophia's Choice. The The only um, assignment is just to tune in each week. So <laughs> if you want extra credit, then comment on our social media. <laughs> send us a message. Then you get to the head of the class. Uh, Sit back and enjoy. Yeah, if you want to be one of the newbies of the world. Oh, you yes. know. Or the Amici Pandas. Yeah, Amici Pandas, yes. The <laughs> Prince is my idol, mm-hmm. who I guess is still well, a thing. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have a few MVPs. If you want to yeah. be one of them, then by all means, uh, send us a... Uh, Send us some messages. But otherwise, no actual homework. Just extra credit if you want it. Okay. So uh, we changed scene. Uh, in the interim little like passing scenes, we saw uh, the interim shows us a plane landing and then the outside of a hotel. The girls are ending the hotel, and Rose is lamenting that apparently the airline had lost their baggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia quips that uh, you know among them, Blanche is the most... Uh, uh, familiar with checking into a hotel without luggage, though. So mm-hmm. they have questions on how it's you know done. I guess ask her. The hotel seemed a lot like the one where they were arrested for the prostitution. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> it may be a similar set that they yeah. use <laughs> to handle hotels. Just change the uh, old uh, lighting, maybe. Yeah, a little bit of the set dressing and otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much good to go. Replace the pimp with a madam, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's high end. Exactly. <laughs> so. West Coast horse. <laughs> Uh, Blanche comments that uh, with all the money they'll uh, win, they can pay for new luggage and replace everything else inside. Dorothy asks, you know, what about my bags? And Sophia quickly says that, you know, with the uh, money she wins, she can get them surgically removed. Yeah, I, I like that line. Although I didn't, didn't understand why would Dorothy at the time not assume that, she, that some of that money, like, would she go think, to her too, yeah. Right, because, I mean, you would assume, that would make it sound like Blanche is like, with the money we win, I will buy new luggage for myself. And, and for Rose. <laughs> right, <laughs> but not for you, Dorothy. Um, yeah, I thought that was an odd follow-up, but I did. I think that was just there so that Sophia could yeah. chime in with that uh, really good barb. Uh, the desk clerk named Nancy informs the girls that she just recently gave their rooms away. As the uh, reservations they put in only lasted till uh, 3 a.m. and mm. they were late. We are also told that no other rooms are available in that hotel. Uh, they bicker with her for just a little bit. Uh, Blanche even claims to be Angie Dickinson, mm-hmm. which we know she has on her resume. That's true. Uh, That's but, some con- consistency. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought that was a good callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they discuss uh, going to another hotel. Nancy quickly explains, though, that all local hotels are booked up to capacity. But she does let them sleep in the lobby for what they consider an exorbitant seventy-five dollars. Now, how much were they going to pay for the hotel room? Uh, I wondered that too. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. In the '80s, it was cheaper for a, a one night. Yeah, but still, I mean, it looked like a decent enough hotel. I mean, yeah. you know, nice enough furniture. I'd have to think that even seven, if it was forty a, a room. Yeah, that's eighty. Yeah, overall. I mean, maybe it was just something though where they figured, hey, for this accommodation, for just the right to fall asleep in a mm-hmm. lobby, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like it would still be saving money over what their initial investment would have been. Yeah, her one yeah. promise was she wouldn't call the cops on. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, they're not going to have a shower or a crapper. Or, that's true. You know. So yeah, you definitely get less for your money. <laughs> 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 they uh, they begrudgingly accept her offer, and uh, Rose thinks so that they are an adventure. Uh, as they try to get kind of comfy on the lobby furniture, Sophia talks about uh, how she appeared on a game show back in Sicily called uh, Torture. 
and it was hosted by Mussolini, she says. Mm -hmm. And with the questions comparing himself to Hitler, (laughs) and if you didn't uh, uh, say that he was better, you got zapped in the lightning round. Right. Yeah, I feel like um, the Nazis in general have been a consistent, uh, I don't know, punchline in in the Golden Girls, especially recently this season. There must be someone who really finds a lot of humor <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. World War Two. Yeah. So, but you know, tragedy plus uh, time equals comedy. So, yeah, but I mean, it had been forty years at that point, right? You know, that's like that's making jokes about the Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that is that okay at this point? You think? Uh, I guess so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you have any good Challenger jokes? <laughs> no. Um, no, I guess what I'm saying is like it hadn't been that long ago. Oh, okay. So you're saying maybe it was still a little bit edgy to make uh, Hitler jokes 40 years post? Well, I just think that, you know, I think for those who suffered during the Holocaust, those wounds might still be a little raw. Oh, okay. Well, then I would have to think that we would be in a little better shape with our Challenger jokes just because the number of people who suffered would be significantly less. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's a victimless crime. <laughs> I mean, 40 years later, yeah. <laughs> the victims of that crime are certainly few. Yeah. That wasn't a crime either. <laughs> so. Oh, so you believe the official story. <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep. What can I say? <laughs> um, the girls are still sleeping in the lobby. Uh, while we see a maid kind of cleaning with a feather duster. And also some other guests are kind of sitting around. Uh, Blanche is uh, making mo- some moaning noises when the looked like she was kind of like grazed by the feather duster, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Which of this wakes up the other girls. Uh, they quickly realize that other people are kind of staring at her making sounds. Uh, and they wake her up. Blanche apologizes, saying she was having an erotic dream. Right. And uh, Sophia tells Dorothy about something her father used to do with feathers. But adds that, you know, he never plucked them off the chicken, so she had to stop that. Right. <laughs> Dorothy responds, telling her that the next time she wants to stroll down uh, memory lane, she should go alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. If I was, uh, I would not ever want to hear sex overshare. stories. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had either of your parents tell you about any of their prior escapades with each other or with others? No. Yeah, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? No. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so. I don't know. I, what about you, Ski? Can you remember any time when either of your no, parents... No, my parents or... don't, but uh, Nikki actually says stuff to Alexis just to bug her out. Well, yeah, which I'm sure for Alexis her. is she, she, gross. She, of course, uh, exaggerates everything, too. So mm-hmm. At least that's what you tell Alexis so that she doesn't feel too scarred by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the bright side now, Alexis has her own stories. Yeah. <laughs> she can share. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope for you that she doesn't repay Nicole's kindness with uh, stories of her own up exactly. you <laughs> the know, other So direction. far, she is not in front of me, at least. Well, that's good. Thanksgiving I... dinner is just going to be Nicole and Alexis trying to top one another. <laughs> <laughs> I pray that you're wrong, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like that teen witch movie. Uh, I don't really give a funk, so try to top that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I wonder if Zelda shows up on the Golden Girls at some point. I don't know. She should. She's age appropriate, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be great if she did. She'd uh, be my favorite guest, third favorite guest star. Paul Dooley uh-huh. would be number one. Yeah. Number two. I'm assuming that number two would be someone we've already seen so far, correct? correct. Burt Reynolds? Uh, Billy Marty. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that you already, when you said second, you already knew yeah. <laughs> that Paul Dooley was there, and then Billy Marty popped in your head. Exactly. So you had to bump her down to third. Exactly. <laughs> I just yes. overlooked him. Yeah. <laughs> what about Joe Suzu? 
He was good. <laughs> he was good. Yeah, but it didn't fit the joke. Yeah, <laughs> true enough. Exactly. So. Neither did Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I totally forgot about George. They've had some guest stars that are certainly bigger in uh, their acting stature than Zelda Rubenstein would be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bigger in every form of stature well, than sure. Zelda. Or Billy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but not bigger in our hearts. No. So. Uh, Rose asks the group uh, when they're supposed to arrive at the show. And Sophia says, you know, she'll have to check the tickets and then ask Dorothy for her purse. The girls quickly look around and realize that all their purses have been nabbed and that, you know, someone grabbed our dough. They all (laughs) yell in unison, which was an odd reoccurring. It seems like that'd be a bad time to. Right, I don't think that you'd have it in you, too. <laughs> you know. they all, and they all did the same joke together. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like I, I could see like maybe a couple of them, you know, just well, in like a more said, sullen fashion. <laughs> like yeah. They grabbed our dough. But Strategy they, plus time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more like grabbed our dough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, at that point, the Simpsons hadn't graced the, uh, the airways yet, at least not in their full, you know, the yeah. full episodes. We were getting I, close. Yeah, I saw um, a few episodes from season 31 of The Simpsons oh, yeah? the other day. Were you were you pleasantly surprised? Yeah, yeah. Um, Marge was a lumberjack in one. Ned was doing something. I think the ghost of Maud came back because mm. the boys couldn't remember her face. It was one. It was, I think, a flashback episode. It didn't, it didn't really make sense to me. But, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I, I feel like I'm generally and pleasantly surprised still because, you know, I'm a huge Simpsons fan overall. And I feel like there's this perception that once you get past the golden age of the Simpsons, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe around season 14, yeah. that it's just like a steep decline downhill and it stays mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there have been some, you know. Clunkers. Yeah. But I think that by and, and Any large, show that's on that long, you're going to have some goods and bads. Now, the one thing I will say, in honesty, is I do think that the Treehouse of Horror episodes anymore mm-hmm. are kind of a chore to get through because yeah. um, those really have gone downhill in my opinion but the standard episode mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's as good as the golden age but it's still a worthwhile watch yeah. so anyways cool. sorry go go ahead ski and so after they do their little grabbed our dough uh joke together uh, we change scene again uh this time the girls are speaking to a cop who tells them that without a description of the perpetrator which they were sleeping so none of them can uh, provide that he can't really help them mm-hmm. which i'm thinking even back then, I, I'm kind of surprised that the lobby of a hotel didn't have a camera or something. Right. You would think, well, I don't know, though. In the 80s, maybe not. But it seems like it would be reasonable to expect that. And what about the woman who was not calling the cops? Did she not see someone go by and yeah. lift their purse? Well, she's gone. Back. Yeah. I'm guessing she uh, made some more money. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Blanche kind of flirts with the uh, cop briefly before he exits. And Sophia then comes down uh, uh, some steps back from the ladies' room. Asking her daughter to guess what she found in her bra. Mm-hmm. Dorothy says she hopes, you know, what anyone would have found. And she, Sophia claims that, you know, she lost that after nursing her brother Phil. Yeah. Now, I don't think that was really a shot at Phil, though. I, I just felt like maybe he was calling him thirsty. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't feel like it was. He's thirsty. Cr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means the same thing, Al. Right. <laughs> but I don't think it was necessarily a shot at Phil. Anyways. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, but apparently she had found the tickets mm. uh, for the show, which she had tucked away for, quote, safekeeping. Right. Uh, the girls are very excited and discuss how, you know, how they're going to get to the show. Because, of course, they can't get a cab. They have no money. Uh, Rose points out that they can just walk the 39 blocks on foot. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, still get there on time. Blanche says they, you know, she'll lift her skirt and they can uh, hitch a ride. But Sophia says that uh, people are likely to mistake her thigh for a freeway on-ramp. <laughs> we change scenes again. We see the girls arriving at the show, at the studio, and they start speaking to a young woman who's wearing a sparkly dress named Tiffany Blaine, who is one of the prize presenters on the show. Right. Like the Vanna White, basically, yeah, type person. very much so. Uh, they introduce each other and uh, chat for a bit. Then Blanche tells the the girl that, you know, she thought the photo spread of her in that, quote, sleazy, girly magazine were very tasteful. Mm-hmm. She also asked if it was a real English Bobby spanking her in front of Big Ben. <laughs> so I wonder what kind of girly magazine this would be. Like if it would be, because the way that Blanche describes, it doesn't necessarily sound like it would go all the way to like Playboy type status, but it seems like it would be just shy of that. Like, mm-hmm. a, I don't know. Like I have a, two uh, two little bits of knowledge on this. Okay. So apparently, um, at least according to IMDb, the uh, the jab at the Sleazy Girly magazine uh, I guess right about the same time, like in fact months before this show, this episode came out, mm-hmm. uh, Playboy had uh, submitted like some photos they bought of Vanna White oh. doing a lingerie shoot before she got famous. Ah, so really, so it was related. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it wouldn't have been like the full-on nudity that would show up in some of those magazines, but uh, but it was one of those magazines that it was a uh, reference to. Sure, that's interesting. And secondarily. Big Ben is commonly mistaken as the name of the Westminster Clock Tower, mm-hmm. but it is in fact actually just the name of a large bell inside. Oh, okay. So the Clock Tower, what, do you know what the name of the Clock Tower is, or does it have its own name? I don't know if it or has it a name Or just the Westminster per se. Clock Tower? I don't think so. Hmm. I did not know that. And Big Ben is actually the biggest bell, which makes the, the ringing. I guess they've got a series of bells. Oh, okay. Kind of like Notre Dame does, but hmm. Big Ben is the big one. The biggest of the bunch. Is Ben bigger than the Liberty Bell? I haven't the slightest. <laughs> I thought that you were going to give us a real deep dive here, but I guess not. <laughs> Dull surface level. Shallow, shallow dive. <laughs> right. <laughs> a puddle stop. <laughs> uh, we headed down that path. Can't unring that <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, that was a little he bit. Laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> it doesn't take much. That's why we're friends. <laughs> One of the reasons, anyway. <laughs> uh, the girls are kind of enamored when they meet uh, Guy Corbin. Mm-hmm. Rose even says that he uh, makes her Ovaltine boil. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite line of the episode. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Which sounds kind of gross. Isn't it like a chalky drink? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a chocolatey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, like, I don't know if you mix Ovaltine with milk or if it's more like a Swiss mix type stuff where you just mix it with water. It's kind of optional. Um, I think you mix it with milk. Oh, okay. But I don't know that it's traditionally served warm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that either. Um, but then it could be like hot chocolate. Could be. I, I don't understand warm milk in a general sense. I know a lot of like that's kind of an old. I don't know if it's a wives' tale or maybe mm-hmm. it's just related to babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like warm milk past being a baby, you know, to have that to help you get to sleep, just seems gross to me. I don't mm-hmm. want milk that's warm. Yeah. I don't either. Um, but I don't know. Uh, he directs them in the, like a classic host voice mm-hmm. uh, to the refreshments table. You would think they'd be freaking famished too, because they right yeah. might have had some food on the plane, I guess. But you know, they wouldn't have had any kind of time to get breakfast there in the lobby and they just or on the way to the show. Blocks. Yeah, well, it just seems to me that like if you're dealing with people who are not used to being on television, serving them prunes is <laughs> yeah. really the best. <laughs> yeah, prune Danish and what else? It's Do you black coffee. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, not both. Don't both those make <laughs> yeah. you poop? Yeah, they do. Well, and plus, too, they're sure serving to them like minutes before they're about to go on. Exactly. So it's like, do you really want them to have like some food stuck in their teeth? Yeah. Some bready food <laughs> right before they're supposed to walk out? Uh, Blanche comes over and kind of pulls Dorothy away, telling her that two other contestants, the Kaplan brothers, uh, Fred and Willard, have apparently already won over $40,000 in other game shows. Mm-hmm. They just thought that was an odd choice for their names because Fred Willard was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so do you a- think that it was an homage to them? Since they're neither one are named Fred Willard, but the name of their names together. Yeah, it's Fred Willard. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. Maybe the writer had just seen something with Fred Willard in it, and so like, that just happened to be the names that popped into his head. Exactly. Like, did you see Fernwood tonight last night? <laughs> Uh, she suggests that uh, they ditch Rose and Sophia and join their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy, at first, you know, acts uh, disgusted by the concept of abandoning her friend and mother. However, when she considers that they may win more money, she quickly relents and mm-hmm. turns t- turns tail. I mean, I do think that it's it would have been a good plan as long as they would have agreed <coughs> that no matter what happens, they were splitting it four ways right. as if they would have won. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and had they went up to them and presented it that way, then yeah, exactly. it probably would have worked out a little better um, than than the way it ended up being perceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it bothered me. It was the same thing that happened when uh, Blanche and uh, Dorothy went against the two of them bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wonder when we're going to see, like, I wonder if we'll get to see uh, different combos of teammates as they go mm-hmm. against each other in future episodes. Yeah. We'll see. There was a thing a few years back where uh, a family, um, you know, husband, wife, son, and daughter, or whatever, always took separate flights. That way, the whole family wouldn't die hmm. if the plane did go down. That was a paranoid family. Yeah, well, then the plane did go down, oh. and, like, the uh, the mother and the son died, but the father and the daughter were alive. And it was one of those things I just remember thinking. It's like, well, yeah, it worked out, but didn't you also, like, double your chances that part of your family was going to die? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, and then the other people are left behind. Like, yes, they're still alive, but that's... They're then dealing with the tragedy. I feel like mm-hmm. I'd rather live as a family or die as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, I, I've always felt like because, you know, we're lucky enough that when we go on trips, a lot of times my mom and sister mm-hmm. are able to go with us. And there would be my closest two family members that don't live in the house with us. Yeah. And I've always thought like, yeah, it would be terrible if the plane crashed. But then at least everyone who I'm closest, the only ones who would depend on each other for mm-hmm. something would be together, you yeah. know, so. No, you know, there'd be certainly be people that would mourn for all of us, but um, the people who would be the most hurt by it wouldn't mm-hmm. have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, like the family that you're talking yeah. about, you're guaranteeing if one <laughs> plane goes down that yeah. the other ones are going to be racked with, mm-hmm. you know, not guilt, but depression. Maybe and, a little yeah. bit of guilt. Possibly. It should have been me. It should have been me. I mean, I think there'd only be guilt if you had planned to do it the opposite way and you're like oh wait no i want to go on this flight with her mm-hmm. and so then i could see guilt there but if it was just a random thing mm-hmm. i don't think you could feel too down on yourself for that yeah miss tiffany announces that the show is getting ready to start and reminds everybody you know during the show to jump up and scream a lot blanche and dorothy uh drop the hammer that they're joining the kaplan brothers rose uh mistakes their uh comments at first thinking that they're joining up with the country singing group the Gatlin brothers, right? But uh, she is uh, quickly corrected. Uh, Dorothy does try to put, uh, kind of paint this in a strategic light, 
saying that uh, it improves their odds of winning. So mm-hmm. to a degree, she does do that. But Rose and Sophia, you know, see right through it and call them out on this. Uh, Sophia even says, get bent, and they uh, that they're going to wipe the stage with them. Right. After uh, slinging a few taunts at him, Sophia offers $50 to uh, trade Rose and uh, for the dumbest Kathleen brother. <laughs> uh, that would have been a bad uh, trade, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it turns out. Well, sort of. Um, I mean, I guess it would have been a bad trade either way, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's Rose kind of turns around and has a hurt look on her face after that. Yeah, though. Poor Rose. <laughs> she already gets betrayed by the two of them. And then she gets betrayed again immediately <laughs> by Sophia <laughs> and a far more direct slap in the face from Sophia in a way. I would think so. Yeah. But. We change scenes and uh, we see the all the contestants are at their spots. Guy uh, goes around the tables uh, making player introductions. And for uh, Dorothy's, he uh, includes that she's a teacher and that her mother would pay someone uh, anyone willing to take her out on a yeah. date. <laughs> uh, Blanche's claims that uh, she is an artist with her own museum mm-hmm. and that uh, she wants to circle the world before she's 40. Yeah. A uh, guy calmly states that, oh, that must be a typo. <laughs> yeah. And moves on. As he moves on to uh, the Kaplan boys, though, we kind of focus on Dorothy and uh, Blanche. Dorothy points out that uh, the variety of lies in Blanche's intro Blanche says, though, that the audience loved it and uh, had uh, all that applause. Dorothy smacks back, asking if that's all she cares about, money and applause. Mm -hmm. Blanche says, uh, sex, too, (laughs) for which she often gets applause. Yeah, I thought that was... Now, see, those are lines I completely down with on Blanche. You know, like, I love it when when Blanche is just conceited about herself. It's the stuff, the other stuff where she's, you know harsh towards the other girls and i'm not so much a fan of but Sometimes i thought that was cruel even yeah but i thought that was a great blanche line that was one of her best of the episode are you upset when the other girls are harsh on her for the sex no i mean not she seems to take it well in stride mm-hmm. and i don't think that most of the time it seems particularly mean-spirited mm-hmm. i think usually it seems kind of more in a jest type thing whereas when blanche is mean it usually seems very intentionally mean-spirited mm-hmm. No, I guess I don't have as much of a problem, at least, with them giving her a hard time for her promiscuity than I do with her calling them fat and ugly. (laughs) So So in this instance, if she would have said, you know, and Dorothy's like, yeah, sex, Mm -hmm. and then Blanche is like, yeah, for which I usually receive applause, and Mm -hmm. then Dorothy would have followed with them and money. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been funny, but Uh that would have been meaner. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I actually wondered if that was going to be the follow-up, but... There was part of me, I almost wondered if they had cut that. Because <laughs> it really seems so natural yeah. as the next. Uh, it was just the follow-up right yeah. there, yeah. But One for one. Nice button. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Rose's uh, description, uh, yeah, like she, he's circling, of course. Rose's uh, intro description lists St. Olaf, you know, which she came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, that she was voted most likely to get stuck in a tuba. Mm-hmm. Then lastly, he uh, gets over to Sophia. Uh, points out that she's a grandma to six and is Dorothy's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia claims, though, that Rose is now her daughter and that Dorothy is the biggest disappointment to hit the streets since the AMC Pacer. <laughs> it was nice, though, to hear Pacers mentioned, you know, since we're Indiana <laughs> people. You know, we, we have our, our true. local sports team. But. I like to think that they were named after the Pacer. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's a fine vehicle. I think the Indiana Pacers came before the uh, that vehicle came now, around. So Guy ignores this this comment, though. And, uh, my wife got a new vehicle the other day. Um, What'd she get? Um, uh, Kia Soul. Okay. Does she like it? Yeah, she does. Nicole has a Soul. No. 
Um, yeah, she enjoys it and everything. And then, um, you know, uh, one of our daughters was staying home watching the younger one. And it was just taking a little bit for the paperwork and everything. And so I sent her a message like, hey, you know, we'll be home soon. But we're dealing with the paperwork. Um, you know, she ended up buying a car. And she's like, oh, what would she get? And I sent her a picture of a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, That's so very good. Did you tell her that you would be there before she before you left? <laughs> exactly. That would have been great. Don't worry. We'll be back in time. Right. <laughs> exactly. The uh, guy kind of ignores the uh, the quip, you know, starts asking questions. Willard uh, accidentally taps the buzzer twice, but each time Rose and Sophia correctly answer the questions. Right. Then uh, Willard buzzes a third time, very proud of himself, in fact, and claims that Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts, mm-hmm. was uh, currently the Secretary of State. He says, you know, he when they tell him you know, he created Peanuts, he says, oh, I thought that was George Washington Carver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose buzzes in though and combines the names for George Schultz, mm. which was the correct answer. Yeah, that was one that I didn't know at all at the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not someone who knows a ton about politics in a general sense, yeah. especially his like politics before my that have been Reagan era time. Right? Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, that wasn't one that I would have gotten right. I don't think. No. Yeah. I, um, I know a lot of the presidents and vice presidents, sure, but I yeah. certainly would not have known Secretary, Secretary of State. State yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you said one of this air January. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah, um, the eighty-eight election hadn't occurred yet. So yeah, it was still Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the next question, they uh, need to fill in the blank. Uh, and it, this, the phrase was better than blank. Uh, Blanche quickly answers pregnant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was my favorite line. <laughs> that was a really good one. Um, and then he had, so a guy had two different lines. He had one responding to that mm-hmm. um, where he said. That is in or that's incorrect, but certainly not untrue. <laughs> yes. um, but prior to that, maybe this was a com- in competition for my favorite line of the episode. Uh, the two sides were telling each other to shut up. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I think after having a you oh, know that comes up here a little bit, but yeah. No, I think that's a little before this because yeah. I, I wrote it down before oh, this anyway. Yeah, it does. But um, then guys like, why don't you both shut up and answer the next question? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, that, I love that one too. I thought that guy was great the whole episode. He was pretty yeah. good host. Yeah. Always stayed in character too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so guy agrees with the sentiment, but mm-hmm. says that's not the correct answer. Of course, then Rose gets it right with, you know, never. Right. Like than never. But she was so uncertain. Is that yeah, she really it? was yeah. on. She's like, guy, mm-hmm. is it better late than never? And yeah. he's like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, the way she said it, you think she was playing Wheel of Fortune and no letters were turned <laughs> over. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, just blindly guessing. Yeah, exactly. Out of the five or four questions, aside from the question about the attorney general, they were like really easy questions. Yeah. Well, um, even then, like the Secretary of State should be well known. Yeah, yeah, that time, yeah, yeah, exactly. But well, I thought the one about the uh, glass menagerie, like he asked about a play that was. Uh, That's true. That would have been a challenging one. Would you have known that one offhand? Well, I mean, if it was a Paul Newman's most recent movie. I oh, think well, yeah, so. probably so. It would have been really big time back mm. then. So. Yeah. If you were in the know. Now, if it was about Paul Newman's most recent dressing, then that would be in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But exactly, I don't know if the I don't know if the company is still pumping them out in his honor or not. But <laughs> oh yeah, they are. 
Well, I know they're still making them. I just don't know if they're making new combinations or if they just oh. stuck with Paul's original recipes. No, no, all his own. <laughs> yeah, Paul Newman's own, Alan. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think they're still coming up with new recipes. Well, then that's bullshit. No, <laughs> still his foundation with the charity and everything like that. I don't know. His charity is built on a s- salad of lies. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ski. Sorry. Uh, salad I don't like of Paul lies. being tossed aside like that. <laughs> Uh, then at the end of that, they <laughs> they recap the point total as four hundred to zero. Mm-hmm. I think he says a big fat zero, doesn't he? Right. Uh, and then they go to commercial. Uh, during the break, Sophia and Rose walk over uh, again to kind of sneer at Blanche and Dorothy about how bad they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bicker very briefly before the crew announces that you know they're going to be resuming again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the contestants go down after a restart and uh, spin the big bloody wheel. So, real quick. So, yeah. the wheel was impressive. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole game show set was impressive. I agree. Especially, like, that, you know, GTD logo on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like, oh, that would be the real logo for this show. Right. It was very, um, very time-appropriate, I thought, too, yeah, with the like, design set. Everything was spot on, except for those cheap three-cent name stickers. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello, my name is. Yeah. Yeah, you think they would go ahead and go the extra mile and spend an extra, you know, what, what would it cost for eight name tags yeah. like maybe 20 bucks exactly <laughs> but yeah yeah that was the only thing that was really but overall yeah it was really impressive uh you know set yeah all, all the sets actually were pretty good yeah, in this one the exactly. hotel was good as well although you know like you said it's probably a dressed up reuse mm-hmm. but still yeah. well Suppose, done yeah recycle reduce reuse album mm-hmm. yep <laughs> the golden girls were green mm-hmm. <laughs> uh blanche is up first and she luckily lands on the grab that dough spot which automatically gives the chance to uh, grab cash in the money booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy tells Guy that you know she will be the uh, person representing the team in the, inside the booth. Guy says that you know she should do quite well with those meat hooks. Yeah, there was a line right before that when he was telling Blanche to spin the wheel because he says, "Blanche, show us your stuff," and she says, "You first, Mister Game Show Host." And then he gets more serious for saying, like, Blanche, spin the wheel." <laughs> <laughs> he has a ring on his finger, it's right? Not- yeah, he's not down for those shenanigans. He's exactly. not Richard Dawson kissing every contestant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did always maintain a uh, s- uh, respectful distance from everybody. That's true. Yeah. No, no. He's grab. not getting me too. <laughs> <laughs> so they garb her up with like a little smock and some goggles, and uh, lead her into the because he knew she was full of prunes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, that's just an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the leader into the money booth, and while while it's happening, it really looks like she grabs almost nothing. Yeah, uh, but when she exits, they kind of tally up what she was able to grab and count out nine hundred dollars. Uh, this makes them though the uh, the winners of the game and eligible for the showcase round. It almost seems like then the questions were pointless. Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> yeah, that's does. All it comes down to is basically who spins the wheel and then gets to grab the money. Yeah, because I mean you'd have to do really poorly in that um, yeah. in that booth, not grab five, and yeah. that'd be the <laughs> maximum. I wonder if they didn't get to grab that dough uh, space if they got like. Two hundred dollars? Would oh, that okay. mean they were losers, or they ring or spin again? Yeah, I guess maybe all of the teams or all the players would get to spin if you know, depending on what people landed on. Possibly, but you know. well, it, it seems like if it's grab that dough and you're grabbing the dough and the thing, but yet there's a possibility nobody's going to land on grab that dough. Mm-hmm. Then it just seems like it'd be a wasted episode for the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, my guess would be maybe 
Whoever has the highest point total probably does. Yeah, gets to grab the dough. Unless you land on the total, then you get to grab the dough uh-huh. automatically. So maybe whoever would win mm. otherwise would get their first chance to grab the dough and then wager that dough against mm. you know, the, the bigger prizes, potentially. I don't know. We could, I'm sure, develop our own game show that would be based mm-hmm. strongly on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filling in the blanks. <laughs> maybe that'll be a special uh, uh, episode for us. Yeah, maybe so. Probably we'll have to not. go back and any other options of like <laughs> things they did like this. Right. Uh, Sophia and Rose have very disappointing looks on their faces. And uh, their team members, however, because they had 400 points, each get uh, 100 bucks a piece and a, co- a home copy of uh, Grab That Dough, the home game, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently hooks up to any vacuum cleaner. I don't understand how that works. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, Spits it out? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where what part of the vacuum cleaner you could hook something up to where the air would be flowing out of the vacuum cleaner. A lot of ones back there had two ways, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just maybe something that's not as common in today's vacuum yeah. cleaner. I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it was like their vacuum cleaner was a lot like our shop vacs oh, okay. as far as like the settings go. So you would just maybe stick something onto uh, the hose and just maybe push they had, it like, the other direction. Monopoly money or something they just shot up out of the hose. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, could with be. Guy Corbin's face on it. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he talks about, you know, they all get the home game, and Sophia yells back, cram it, piano teeth, <laughs> uh, before her team is then escorted off the stage. A uh, guy tells the winning team that they uh, can keep the money they've earned or trade it for what's behind one of the three windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche immediately goes for the window, but Dorothy interjects that they should really, you know, consult with the whole team, but uh, Blanche again insists that they go for the window prize. Uh, when he asks which ones they want, the queen, the, the team uh, quickly huddles, and then uh, they end up going with window three. Of course, they you know view the other prizes that they passed up. Window one was a full uh, living room suite uh, worth about twelve thousand uh, dollars. Is it just, now? Maybe I'm cheap, but doesn't twelve k seem like a lot for a living room suit? No, well, yeah, was like a stereo picture. Yeah, it did oh, have okay, like some yeah, fancy electronics. Well, and back yeah, then too, yeah. like there were certain things. I know, like when VCRs first came out, they're like five hundred dollars. There were probably yeah. certain stereo systems that were similarly, yeah. you know, high end um, yeah. priced. But that would be the most difficult one if you have a team of four, unless they're all from the exact same household. That'd be You'd an almost, almost impossible. have to liquidate it. Yeah. And how would you? I don't know if you could sell it back to this the the show or if you yeah. had to sell it on the street. I, I think typically they'll let you take the cash value. If you okay. The price. Yeah, I think true. that is was is and was common back then. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I definitely wanted that ceramic Dalmatian that was on uh, Wheel of Fortune back yeah, then. back when you got to buy your prizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like you said, I'm sure they could just take the cast value. And it was really just to advertise. You yeah. know, some of their advertising dollars came from those things. Do you think there's somebody who still has their service merchandise gift certificate that they've not redeemed? Um, I would <laughs> imagine someone is in possession of it, that they have it, <laughs> you know, framed or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, especially if they happen to be one of the people that – because wasn't it like after you had spent all the money that you wanted to spend or until you couldn't yeah, find like any if, more prizes that would fit with what you like had? If the dollar amount that you have is less than the amount of the lowest priced item, okay. then you got the balance in the thing. Yeah, I would guarantee or almost guarantee that somebody who ended up with the low one was like, yeah, I'm going to keep that as a memento of this yeah, show. Yeah. Um, that's a service merchandise is where Sherry and I got our wedding rings from. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. You guys get service there every now and then? Clean. Yeah. That's, yeah at the, well, now it's the Peddler's Mall, um, <laughs> which is like a real shitty flea market on the east side of Indy. Um, they turned the Greenwood into the Dicks. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, it's a nice sporting goods store, at it least. Is. Oh, so. It is. 
but they but they still aren't going to polish this ring for me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the place I got Nicole's ring is gone too. Hmm. It's Friedman Jewelers, I think. I don't know if it's all gone or the, the, at least the store that I bought it from. That particular just... one. Well, I know you helped me finish financing the last twenty bucks of Sherry's ring. Forgot that. Yeah, I paid you back, but like I had to pay like her engagement ring because you know I was eighteen at the time and didn't have. Uh, you know, two nickels rubbed together barely. And so, I mean, it, her ring was, I think, $500, which was a lot for me, you yeah. know, at yeah. the time. And uh, and I think I was, basically I had enough to buy, but I was a little short on the tax. Mm-hmm. And so Ski loaned me 20 bucks till my next paycheck. Yeah. At the time, I think we were working together at Kmart, so you oh, know I was yeah. good for it. Um, nice. but yeah, we were rolling it. The one man. on the East Washington Street. Mm-hmm. So, actually, you know, that was the summer prior, but you and I worked together again that's, we were at the dome too. Yeah, probably so at that point. Anyway, sorry though, I uh, got a little off track there. Yeah, first uh, window, of course, like I said, was the living room suite and assorted electronics. Mm-hmm. Window two though was a red sports car worth about twenty three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. No brand name associated with it. <laughs> yeah, apparently they weren't getting any advertising dollars from that company. <laughs> looked kind of like an older style Miata, maybe, yeah. but I don't know. That's what it kind of looked like to me, too. A souped up Pacer. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. So. That's a Pacer Sport. Right. Exactly. <laughs> S model. <laughs> uh, Pacer Racer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. The uh, Window 3, Pacer though, yeah. their window mm-hmm. was. A brand new electric skillet <laughs> from FryQuick. Yeah. <laughs> the, the girls are less than excited. Guy then adds, though, that they need something to put in the skillet. Real quick. Um, so, like, Dorothy says, you know, that sucks or whatever. <laughs> and oh, I just immediately turns to the camera and says, our apologies to the FryQuick Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which is my favorite line of the entire episode. <laughs> Guy was just unflappable. Yeah, he really was. He was a, he was a consummate professional. <laughs> he was. And right on top of everything, too. Exactly. He runs a tight ship. <laughs> so, good on Guy. It's too bad. Grab that dough's not a real show. Yeah, it would be solid. I would watch it. Um, would but you uh, really? I mean, I would catch it here and there on Game Show Network, you know, where it's like late at night and there's nothing else mm-hmm. on and I don't have a particular thing I want to watch. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll watch that for 10 minutes. Mm. Did so. you guys ever watch uh, the movie Matilda? Yeah. yeah. Alexis, that's her favorite movie growing up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in that movie, there's a... Uh, what? I was just thinking, I'd be like, good story. <laughs> you know, that That's a great one, randomly yeah. Randomly interjected. Just no. wanted to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, at one point, uh, she was wanting to watch or read a book mm-hmm. in the living room while everybody's watching TV. And her parents get mad at her because she's supposed to be watching TV with them. Right. She said, I just want to read the book. And so at one point, they like hold her face like still <laughs> while she's watching this uh, show. And it's Get Sticky with Mickey, <laughs> which is essentially the same thing, except mm-hmm. like, they like lather your body up with like glue oh, okay. and you get the, the dollar bills stuck to your body. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so much worse. I'd rather just grab that dough, but it, it probably more effective. <laughs> probably get a lot more dough with the mm-hmm. glue on you. Unless they're ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I grab the dough, at least there are hundreds. Did somebody famous play Mickey? I don't really remember. I don't remember who the, the seemed like it'd be a fun cameo for. It would know, be fun. Somebody. Right. I mean, Maybe I a game that up show host type person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. After we're done, I'll look that up. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they got uh, something to put in the skillet was a lifetime supply of soup. Excuse Granted, the, the the girls are a little older, and a lifetime supply is open for interpretation. Like, how much right? soup do we get? Is it unlimited? Well, he specifically says, enough until you die. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, 
is a lifetime supply will give you one can a week until you die, or <laughs> is true. it, or it's is it will really... give you thirty cans a week? Because you could theoretically come out ahead if you live long enough <laughs> with that soup. Well, I mean, is it so? Say the four of them would have stayed on the same team, right? Okay, so then would they get four cans a week? Yeah, and I would then think like so. you know. Um, you know, when Sophia dies, then they just get three cans a week. And then eventually the last woman, Golden Standing, gets one can a week until she <laughs> dies. Yeah. Well, that's why I said, you know, it kind of depends on how much it, you consider to be a lifetime supply. Like, what if you're a person you're like, yeah, I eat, can, I eat soup seven days a week. Yeah. And this says I get a lifetime supply, <laughs> so I want seven cans yeah. of soup a week. Um, I know generally in contests like that, it's like one per week. Yeah. Like, if you win like a year's worth of pizza, it's mm-hmm. like one pizza per week, Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I wonder what would be the math on that then. So if you're getting, let's say, two bucks worth of soup a week between <laughs> the four potential per yeah. people, or in their case, they'd be getting $1 a week. But either way, you'd still have to do the math mm-hmm. the same. So you'd have to make make it to like, what, 20 or like 12,000 weeks um, in order to beat the car's value out. Yeah. Well, the skillet, too. Let's yeah, assume yeah, yeah. That, that takes off 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, theoretically, Rose got her money's worth. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> but she was on the wrong team, so she didn't get it. That's true. <laughs> so. That's true. And just FYI, Mickey was John Lovitz. Oh, very nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> yes, that's an awesome cameo for him. Uh, but, yeah, so they got their soup. The uh, prize presenter then wheels out a giant cart with a uh, pyramid of soup cans. Blanche and Dorothy kind of turn to each other in uh, in sadness and console one another while uh, the other contestants are giving the grab that dough sign off, like a grabbing motion yeah. into the uh, air. I love the way that, because Sophia wasn't doing it at all, but Rose no, still was, hand. but just in like, Sadly. yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> this, the most like, pathetic little grab. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like in, you know, the overdramatic movie where like the monkey's about to die and he gives like the sign language goodbye. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> I will miss you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, since we're not a visual medium, people couldn't see Skeet doing the. I don't oh, know if it was an actual sign or it just. It was paw. my left <laughs> yeah. hand. Yeah, it was the left hand too, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. So, uh, chain scene one last time. We see the girls entering back into the house. Blanche states loudly that was the worst trip she's ever been on. Rose asks, you know, why she would say that, and uh, Dorothy then Dorothy and Sophia both kind of list off all the bad things that happened. They lost their luggage, slept in the lobby, purses were stolen, and uh, won Zippo in the game show. Which isn't true. They did win something. They, they did. Just, mm-hmm. And the other two got 100 bucks each. Yeah. So, you know, they won a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, you compare that to whatever they spent on plane tickets. Oh, and yeah. The $75 fee for, you know, I know. That the insanity. lobby stay. Having to replace all their credit cards. The head yeah. So <laughs> with that. Well, I, like, I think we can assume they have very little in the way of... Um, credit and things like that since it was such a challenge to come up with $2,500 yeah. a few weeks back. So what yeah. I'm going to call out is, is something that I'm sure we could probably even improve with the very next episode. Sophia's got a very distinctive purse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet it's back next episode. What do you think? I probably will be, but maybe she has more than one. So yeah, that's, that's possible. You know, she might have bought a lot of old lady purses at one time. Mm-hmm. Once she decided she was old, she went ahead and stocked up. I did like the fact that they just brushed it aside. Like, we made up on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't make us sit through another scene where they all, like, yeah. you my best friend. Thank you for being my friend. Well, you know, when they have these ones where so much of it takes place in a whole separate location, yeah. 
then I, it, I think it lowers down their time for a little exposition in between. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agreed. I thought that was a nice way to just be like, all right, they're friends again. Yeah, move yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, it was just a few episodes back where we saw them on the plane on yeah. the way home from wherever. So that's true. We were able to skip over all of that and the makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, just like you guys said, Rose points out that they still have each other and their friendship. Uh, Blanche says that uh, she just wants to forget about the whole trip while soaking in the tub. Rose follows her saying that she wants to do the same. Blanche points out that they only have one tub. And then Rose hurries and towards the back saying that she wants the deep end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy goes over to her mother, though, while uh, the other Real two. Quick. I think that's probably the dumbest Rose has ever been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause or the kinkiest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but it makes her seem like not naive. Like it makes her sound like a child. Like, exactly. uh, you know. Exactly. Like she has a mental disability more so than just, you know, naivety. Yeah, yeah. And Well, I mean, it's one of those things that, I mean, based upon the timeline, she knows a lot's happened and Blanche hasn't bathed in 48 hours. Right. <laughs> you know, she still wants to hop in that bath water with her. Well, I, I don't know. That's not where, you know, <laughs> where I would have the issues with it. But I guess that's <laughs> where you come down at. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like getting in the bathtub with a dirtier person than you or uh-huh. someone else who's also dirty seems less ridiculous than just the process of getting into the bath with a friend at all, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of like how clean or dirty that person was gotcha. when you were getting in. But gotcha. just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy goes over to her mother and uh, Sophia, you know, kind of sullenly points out the turning her back on her, on people who love her and that she loves was pretty horrible. And she even says unforgivable. Dorothy pleads that if there's anything she can do to make up for her or up make it up to her, Sophia then asks for a hundred dollars. <laughs> Dorothy counters with fifty, and Sophia accepts, saying, "Done. I love you." Yeah. Uh, she exits, and then Dorothy lays back on the couch, and that's how we close it out. Yeah, that was a little odd that they just lingered for an extra moment to show Dorothy laying down <laughs> to relax. I didn't know. I felt like there was something else that was going to happen. Well, and most of Dorothy but, is covered up by like the credits. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was an it was a decent end of the show. A nice little funny line to close it out. Yeah. So, so we had a lot of guest stars in that particular episode. A lot going on. Yeah. Well, so I think we had eleven characters all together. Of course, the four main mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Then we had, um, let's see. Dan O'Shannon, he was the uh, one of the game show contestants. Uh, Forty-six titles to his name, but mostly as a writer, he's mostly a writer and producer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheers did a lot of that, as well as Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Craig Schaefer, he was the stage manager. Mm-hmm. Twenty-six mm-hmm. titles to his name, one of those being Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. He's not Max Headroom, but he's in that movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. do you think he met Christopher Lloyd while he was working the Golden Girls and? That's how he got on Modern Family. I would say that it would definitely be a possibility. Um, although, you know, he, he had done a lot of other writing as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Then we had uh, Ken Smolka. He was the policeman. 29 titles to his name. He was in this movie. It's a sequel to one that I don't know if Ski's seen. It's called Die Hard 2. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, that's a movie about a guy that dies hard. Uh, Did he, he die harder, though? Wait, he was in the sequel to Die Hard 2? He was in the... He, he was not in... Die Hard 3, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did not die hard with a vengeance yeah, either. Yeah. But um, yeah. Suski, we've got Die Hard, okay? We've got Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yes. Okay? Then we've got Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is the third film, mm-hmm. okay? And then gotcha. we have Live Free or Die Hard, which is the fourth film. And then... That's the last one they ever made. <laughs> <laughs> a Good Day to Die Hard was the fifth one. Yes, Brent and I saw that one in the theater, and that was in the Dollar Fifty Theater, uh-huh. and that was. What was the last one? 
uh, um, a good day to die hard. That's one of the very few movies that I've watched in my life where I felt like I really wasted my time. <laughs> like, was that when he has a, like, a son with him or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It I did not see that one. just yeah. wasn't good. Have they yeah. made a sixth one or is that in the process? They're of this still point? working on it and like trying to figure it out. Um, but like like half of it's going to be in the 70s, oh, okay. like a prequel. And then like young John McClane, like on his first case, mm. is investigating. The bad guys get away. But then old John McClane... Um, cracks the case like oh okay he finally sort of figures it out or whatever so do you think if they do that are they going to try to young down bruce willis no, to play no. or like is it they were going to get a different actor oh, okay a whole new cast yeah or... yeah um but like the whole thing is like you don't need a prequel to john mcclane because die hard was his origin story uh, yeah <laughs> you know right. um but like the so when i rewatched die hard five most recently or the last two times so I watched it with you, mm-hmm. and then I saw it again, and I was struck by a certain scene. And then when I saw it for the third time somewhat recently, that same scene jumped out at me. And it's just the most bizarre, batshit, crazy thing. Like, you want me to spoil it for you, Ski? I don't care. Go for it. Okay. So, like, the the number one main bad guy, okay, um, his daughter is also on his criminal team, okay? And... She gets in the helicopter, and they're attacking John McClane while he fights her dad or whatever. And, you know, John McClane's outnumbered. But then, like, he manages to get the upper hand, and he kicks the main bad guy off the building, okay? And it's always the, a good, bad way to go. Yeah, well, then the bad guy flies through the helicopter blade. How about that? And, like, <laughs> all of his guts or anything hit the windshield mm-hmm. where his daughter <laughs> oh. is in the helicopter <laughs> And she, like, legit freaks out, like, ah! <laughs> I, can, I can see why. And that moment where she freaks out, like, where her dad's gone through the thing, and it's like, she's not, like, she's just all sorts of emotions going on in her face, and it's just the most brilliant piece of acting I've I ever seen. I wonder if, because, I don't know, I'm sure you've probably heard this, yeah. a lot of times a director will do something to actually legitimately shock uh like actors, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was maybe one of those instances where they... Like he they, threw a real father. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was really your dad. He's dead. What do you think about that? We got the shot, though. This <laughs> <laughs> is Academy Award <laughs> material now. Print it. So, like, those four seconds make that whole movie worth it for me. <laughs> and which one was this again? The fifth one. The fifth yeah. one. Yeah. Good day to die hard. <laughs> So we got a few more uh, guest actors to get through. Um. So real quick, like um, my wife had never seen them before, and I kept telling us, like, you, you need to at least see the first one. And mm. she and she finally agreed. And I was like, so here's what we're gonna do, okay? If you like the first one, okay, then we're gonna watch the second one. And if you like that, we'll watch the third one. And we're gonna keep going until you, you hate them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, as soon as we see one that you do not like, you don't have to watch any subsequent ones. And Seems she said, fair. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, she made it through the fourth one, and then she checked out. And I was like, that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she, she picked the right time to go. Yeah. She should have her on the stock market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, let's see, we had a... on the pulse, right? Right, exactly. Four more guest actors here. Um, we had, a, let's see, a Charles Green. He played mm-hmm. Willard. Yeah. Um, 68 titles to his name. He has an interesting career because... Yeah. He was, uh, I don't know, like a public health service spokesperson for like 20-odd years. So he was an actor for a little while, then took a 25-year break basically yeah. from it, yeah. and then came back. And a lot of his stuff, he's been in 
like it's very small roles like people you wouldn't remember from that show mm-hmm. but like he's been in constantine stranger things preacher ozark lodge mm-hmm. 49 watchmen yeah. um a lot of you know like culturally significant um yeah you know shows yeah but like so like he was you know public relations guy for the cdc mm. and then he left them right when we needed him most yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't blame him he got to get when the getting's good <laughs> I, uh-huh. but uh oh and also he is maybe our first member of the marvel cinematic universe that's been really yeah i've been on a golden girls episode because uh, he played as guardian patron number one in thor ragnarok <laughs> so mm. So I thought that was interesting. Then we had a uh, Kelly Andres um, or Andreas, mm-hmm. I don't know, but she played Tiffany. Fourteen titles to her name, nothing of real mm-hmm. significance. Yeah. And then uh, Lucy Lee Flippin, she played Nancy, who I believe was the receptionist mm-hmm. at the hotel. I recognized yeah. her, which I, I liked her. I mean, her performance was a little bit over the top, but I yeah. still enjoyed her doing it. Um, Sixty-eight titles to her name, and I'm sure that Brent remembers her best as the receptionist in Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, James uh, Mackerel, he played Guy Corbin. Yeah. 85 titles to his name, 65 of those as an actor, but he is best known uh, probably for his uh, game shows that he hosted, uh, Celebrity Sweepstakes, The Game Game, Quiz Kids. Um, but he was also in some really good movies. He was in Defending Your Life, um, Gremlins. Annie uh, Hall. Annie Hall, yeah, and Teen Wolf, which I believe he was the principal that peed his pants in, uh, in Teen Wolf. Yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of iconic mm-hmm. shows that he was in. So yeah, certainly, he looks like Ferris Bueller's dad. Yeah, like yeah. I could see him going out for that role. Mm-hmm. So who got your MVP for this one, Ski? Oh, I wrote, pulled it myself. I think I put it on Rose. Mm. I think she's just very. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Rose. I said she remains <laughs> unswervingly upbeat. He has, oh, okay. it, he has it printed upside down. That way yeah. he doesn't actually spoil it for himself. <laughs> <laughs> and who got your MVP, Brent? Uh, Guy Corbin. Yeah, same here. I thought he, he just really stole the show during the time yeah. that he was on it. And, and that was, they devoted enough of the episode to that part mm-hmm. that I thought it was reasonable. Yeah, uh, like like he didn't have a single line that wasn't funny. Kind of yeah. old. Uh, I agree. Um you know what I mean? From he his was definitely intro about the prunes to yeah. his closing <laughs> apology to the Fry Cook Corporation. So, uh, how many slices of cheesecake did you give it on there, Ski? Six. Six? I thought it was uh, it had lots of cool new sets, and uh, it was a pretty good ensemble storyline. And how about you, Brent? Uh, like five and a half. Well, I guess I, I gave it a five. I thought it was a good episode. It was just, and this is a thing that they fall into with any episodes like this, Um because I know like the vacation episode, this happened and others, in my opinion, at least that it's like fitting in all this stuff where they're going from one location to another, to another. Um, it just tends to make it difficult to have like a real story going on. I mean, it wasn't much of a story. Um, yeah. So, and the comedy was good in it, but not, not great. So kind of a lackluster, Mm -hmm. like I said, it was a fun episode. I really enjoyed the episode, but five is as high as I could go on it. Yeah. Well, you said like like in the vacation episode, and I think really like a third of them are vacation episodes. Mm-hmm. A third of them are oh, we have a house guest episodes, and a third of them is oh, I can't believe he's actually married. Uh, <laughs> so I think that pretty much covers exactly all of the Golden Girls. Uh, exactly, and I think genres. the next episode covers well, two of those no, three. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're leaving out the money making schemes. That oh is yeah, true. yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty significant to, one. Now the money making schemes are often makes. a B plot though, um, yeah, yeah. so they're that's not always the main one. But anyways, a good episode. I don't think it'll be quite there at the end, uh, but definitely a solid one worth watching, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So with that. Yeah, they kept the trains running on time. Yeah, I would definitely agree. 
So stay golden, Coco. Grab that dough. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. Sunday and Monday, I was coughing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I got to the doctor, got meds. I've been today was my last mm. day for CPAC. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't had any symptoms. Have you had anything? Nah, I've been fine. Well, that's good. So, did you have any blood clots from your? Um... Oh, my Johnson Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I fell right out my cooch. <laughs> I said, "No, Nicole's trying to tell me that's just my period, but mm. I don't know." Well, you're seem different than normal. Alan. You're becoming a woman. <laughs> we discussed this against Nyera. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We did. Make sure I got that pronunciation correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't want to be pulled out. What is it called? Call onto the carpet again? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was my my Jerry Lewis Quintanilla. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't edited that episode just yet. Um, mm-hmm. I've got one. <laughs> I've got like three that are already like scheduled and ready, and then okay. two that I haven't. So I'll have four up to yeah. four. So hopefully this week I'll get two more done, and then by the time we meet up two weeks from now, mm-hmm. I hope to be completely caught up on my editing. Yeah, but. um I'm looking forward to doing that one mm-hmm. just too because, you know, like there was just that switch in ski when you insult <laughs> them. <laughs> He's like, first off, asshole. I mean, of course, he didn't say that, but you could hear the undertones. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know if he was more offended that I called him a girl or a Latino. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say 50 50. If I know one thing about Ski, he's he's just as racist. Hey, as hey, he, America! <laughs> yeah, he's just as racist as he is sexist. <laughs> so, exactly. He's equal. I hope you're right. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, honestly, I probably am. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were having a a discussion about Ski hasn't said specifically. At least he didn't say in this conversation, but about um, abortion rights. Okay, uh, and. I think that oh, yeah, we did talk. I think we're kind of on the same page, although I don't know for sure. I know I'm on the same page with Nicole, okay. probably the same page as you. I don't know, but if somebody ever came to me asking, you know, like saying that if it was my child or someone just generally mm-hmm. for whatever yeah. reason, I would certainly strongly discourage it. I would, you know, discuss other options, but at the end of the day, I would really want anybody who wanted one to have the legal, mm-hmm. yeah, the legal right to yeah. get one. Um, yeah. I don't know if Ski feels exactly the same way. Uh, I think he's at most, at least torn on the legality of it. But, um, but I would say that's probably a good way to say it. I, I would say from a medical perspective in general, I would always want people to be able to access safe medical help mm-hmm. for whatever. I mean, okay. even if it's, you know, assisted suicide, you know, I want yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that one, but <laughs> I mean, I don't see any problem with assisted suicide. Honestly. Well, you've already talked about one off yourself when you go. Yeah, I mean, but if, if someone could give me a little help, although I don't want to pay someone for it, that's the thing. It's like I'd yeah, rather bullets keep, way faster. Yeah, cheaper. I want to keep all my money for the kids or whatever. Like I don't want to be like, oh, sorry, kids, you have you know whatever five grand less in inheritance because <laughs> yeah. I had to pay Doctor K. But 
Anyway. Dr. K. That's what I would call myself by then. <laughs> well, now that we got this abortion talk out of our system, you guys. <laughs> hey, I want to parlay this right in. <laughs> I think the reason that Ski is uh, pro-life mm-hmm. is because the uh, pro-choice position denies him the gender reveal parties that he uh. so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I could definitely – Ski's an intelligent guy, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't think this would ever happen because I think mm-hmm. he would – think about all the possible things, mm-hmm. but I could see him doing something elaborate enough that could cause a forest fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> I just think he'd be smarter about where that, he... Like, several of them did like, yeah. result in some kind no, of Oh, there's some people who've died at him, too. Did you <laughs> so. see the one the other day about the explosion at the quarry? Um, what? It sounds a little familiar, but I'm not sure. Um, I've not heard that one. So, like, they got 80 tons of TNT or whatever, and they got permission from the people who owned the quarry mm-hmm. to set it off. And then the thing was like, it'll put basically like a mushroom cloud of blue in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you detonate it in a quarry. The aftershocks, you know, were felt for like eight miles away or something yeah. like that. Jeez. And it's knocking pictures off walls. <laughs> people were just slightly annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you think if you were like, if you were within the least like vision shot of of the cloud, we're like, it's the end of days. No, I, I think at this stage, I'm going to be like, oh, I will ski another cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. It's one of those traditions I don't get. I really uh-huh. don't. Like, it's like there's a lot of things. All of that stuff of celebrating these milestones, I think, is mm-hmm. out of hand in a general sense. Uh-huh. But the whole idea of like, who the fuck cares what kind of baby you're having? Uh-huh. Like, great. Maybe you care, and that's great. Yeah. And, yeah, it may affect what color of item I get to you because I want to assign their gender. Um, <laughs> but it's your choice. Yeah. If you get to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I guess I just don't get it. Like, just have your baby shower. We don't need an extra party in the middle so that you can get more presents mm-hmm. while you tell us what kind of baby you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, save your whatever dollars you're going to put into those pyrotechnics and mm-hmm. you know buy a buy a crib. Get your own damn bastard. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't know. I, well, I'm maybe Alexis a little was like stunned when I told her like if me and Nikki had a baby, I wouldn't care to know what the what the gender was. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd I would want to know, but not in a fanciful fashion. <laughs> I'm <laughs> completely fine with just finding out at the doctor I'm like, "Oh, it's going to be a boy." Cool. Mm-hmm. Or a girl, that? whatever, you know. And then, you know, we can decide on a name. <laughs> and that's about that's about the extent. <laughs> kind of get you on the right track, I guess. Right. Anyways. So you think this is something like the gender reveal should be something like the OBGYN plans? Um, like they find out and then they just don't tell you and then you have to like bite into a cupcake to find out or you mean like do i think that that should be in general the case or or like do you think there should be like you know fun obgyns oh i'm sure there are i'm sure there's so oh so you're saying that it shouldn't be a party that it should just be a party at the obgyn's office basically like well not necessarily there but like they find out the gender they don't tell you in the room Mm -hmm. but when you show up to the party they tell you and everybody at the same time well they do that kind of thing where they'll like put it on in an envelope if you don't want to know and and then you can go and give it to like you know whoever your party planner is and then i I guess alexis and eddie did not know what the gender was until you told them I, i didn't know either Really, Nick, uh, Nicky knew, and the cake knew, and that was it. Well, so <laughs> me counting from Deloitte and Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> 
you're saying. <laughs> the accounting <laughs> firm of Deloitte and Tooch. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Well, it's just like they're the people who bring out the um, the Oscar envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You know, I've never watched the Oscars, not once. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've never like I don't watch the award shows in general though. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy to see wildly successful people celebrate themselves <laughs> I, I really i honestly do <laughs> i mean as long as it's on tv i don't want to see it in real life mm. uh, i guess i wouldn't mind seeing the oscars i don't want to see like normally wildly successful people because i look at the oscars and i'm like that's never gonna well, be i love me. movies in, in general so yeah. it's a little bit weird that i don't get into that but but like i wouldn't want to see like a bunch of accountants just celebrating themselves be like that could be me but yeah. i'm not successful enough. <laughs> exactly. my stock portfolio yeah. is through the roof yeah it's like i don't want to see someone who's uh, a success is attainable. I, I'm fine with seeing people who I think like, oh, you know, they're one in a million type of a circumstance. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, 